to finish up our series on potential. Potential means possible, capable, and well able. Regardless of what life throws at you, whining should not be your option. It just really shouldn't be. I'm not saying you can't. I'm not saying others won't say you could. You might have earned the right. But personally, I can't stand whiners. Let's get together Friday. We're going to whine together. I just, I, it's not something I would do. You hear me? Now, I do whine from time to time, and I need people to call me out on it. I don't want to be that person. Amen. Say. People that get things done generally aren't whiners. Do you hear me? Yes or no? So, and you're, it, you have potential. You have potential regardless. I talked to a dear lady today going through all kinds of problems, but I didn't sit back there and feel sorry for her and put oil on her head or whatever. I tried to tell her about some, how she can make it, how you have value, how you matter, how you got to believe you can and believe that God is not forsaken you. You know what I'm saying? And uh, she received it. Amen. So today, we're, we're going to finish up this little series on potential. The title of my message today, as I was reading this passage of Scripture, this is what I came up with. Say it with me. The key to success. One more time. The key to success. It's my message today. Me reading. How the Lord touched me, I believe. Just plain English. Amen. Let's see what we can find. Let's see what we can find. Help me with some scripture. I'll tell you right up front, the key to success is humility. The key to success is humility. Say that with me. The key to success is humility. Now, other people will say, no, it's this. And in the world, you know, in the world, you got to do it this way. You got to push and shove. And you got to play the world's game. If you want to get ahead, well, then you can go ahead and get ahead in that way. I'm not going to get ahead in that way. I want to do it God's way. Because if you, unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Amen. You can build your career and you can do whatever, but if that's how you had to get there and that's how you going to get there, at the end of the day, you build it. He didn't. And I want to have that peace knowing that God has blessed me by doing the right thing. Amen. That doesn't mean that I'm not tenacious, that I don't want to try hard. Absolutely. I want to try all that. I just don't want to connive, have to put other people down to do it, have to step on people's neck. To get where I'm going, you can have that. Because that's not success. We're talking about what God says. And look at several scriptures. Though the Lord be high, yet he has what? Respect for the who? For the lowly. But to the who? Proud. He knows afar off. More of them. But God gives more grace. Wherefore, he says, say it with me, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the who? Don't you want the grace of God? Don't you want your hands out and there's the grace of God in them? Amen. Say, that's what I want. Say it with me. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Come on, that he might do what? 
exalt you in what? In due time. Yeah, but I want it right now. Well, that ain't life. God's way is the best way. God's speed is the best speed. Say that with me. God's speed is the best speed. Jesus made himself of no reputation. Jesus took upon him the form of a servant. Jesus was made in the likeness of men. Jesus, being found in fashion as a man, say it with me, Jesus what? Humbled himself. Jesus did what? Became obedient unto death, even the death of the... And prior to those scriptures, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. This is the key to success. Now, as you've seen this morning, I've already given you several scriptures. They're all over the place. Old Testament, New Testament. And look at that. Boom, right back to Jesus. What is that saying? That the key to success is all through the Bible. You don't have to look very far to find humble people being used by Almighty God. So, that's where I come at you this morning. From the angle of humility. That's what I saw in Gideon. This study's been different for me with Gideon. I met Gideon this time. Before, Gideon was this man with his crazy story. You know, 32,000 down to 300. The trumpet, the breaking of the pitchers. The Midianites turned on themselves. And almost like a mass suicide. Wow. Unbelievable. And the ones that ran, the other tribes went after them and killed them. That's what Gideon meant to me. And that's great. But I met him this time. I met him behind the wine press. Did you meet him with me? I think you did, didn't you? You met him with me. He's behind the wine press with his who? Daddy. Why were they behind the wine press threshing wheat? For, for security reasons. They were hiding Gideon when the... Lord, the angel of the Lord showed up to Gideon. He said, I'm the least, my tribe's the least, and I'm the least of that. So we see something in Gideon right away. We're not necessarily knowing that's humility at the time, are we? we? We're just thinking it's a guy scared to death. Amen. Say. But Gideon had something. That's why the Lord could use Gideon. You understand? You couldn't do the math. The 32,000 down to 300 with most people. But with Gideon, you could. Why? Because Gideon was what? He was humble. I met him. I recognize Gideon now. I might see him in heaven and go, you Gideon, ain't you? I've seen you behind a wine press. Amen. Say, come on. So humility is the key to success. What is humility? It's no conceit. I'm going to tell you right now, people are conceited, full of themselves. You can say what you want to. People don't like them. It's the dumbest thing. Look at me. Look at me. They do that to get people to like them, I guess. And we don't. It doesn't work. But it must work because people do it. 
But at the end of the day, it's hollow and it's shallow. Yes or no? That's not humility. No pretending. Humility is not pretending. Church is full of making people pretend. Bring your Bible. Wear a certain way. Cut your hair. Amen. We'll even teach you the language. You think God's for that? Or He wants us to be ourselves? He wants to see us. He wants us to find out and discover ourselves who we really are down deep inside. Deal with our own mess, not worrying about everybody else's mess. And God will meet you right there. Quit playing games. So often we dress ourselves up so much. I'm not talking about with clothes, but with attitudes, with conceit, with pretentiousness. That, man, God don't even recognize us. <laughs> you know what I mean? We want to get close to the Lord, man. Well, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to lay some of that mess down. Humility. It's not grasping for power. That's what Jesus, who being in the form of God, the Bible says, thought it not robbery to be what? Equal with God. Now, he is equal with God. But he thought it not something to be grasped or held on to when he came to this earth. He said, I willingly let my fingers off of that power to come and be born of a virgin to Live a life of humility. To have people spit in my face so that I could save these folks. That is humility. Amen? So we're saying all that to get a picture of what we're talking about. Humility is 99% God and 1% me. Say that with me. Humility is what? If I was writing Webster's Dictionary, if it was Clark's Dictionary, that's what he'd say. Say it with me one more time. Humility is what? Humility is not. Well, it's all God. Bless God. Amen. Amen. It's all God. Well, you almost right. Humility is 99% God. But you still are part of the equation. If it's all God, what, what, are you, what, what does he need you for? Well, the work on this earth is not all God. He said, let your, say it with me, light so shine before men that they may see whose good works? Your good works and glorify your who? Father which is in heaven. Amen. He called you the salt. Did he call you that? Yes or no? If the salt has lost its what? It ain't good for nothing to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. So the point is, I matter. Say that with me. I, can we say it louder? I, I matter. But it ain't all about you. What's the Bible say? Jesus, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and might, or mind, and love your who? As who? Do you see how it's God, how it's people? But did you see you in there too? Say, some people live like it's all them. No, no. Amen. Talking about humility today. So we're going somewhere, Ray. By the way, can we thank the Lord for Ray filling in for Raj back there today, doing a great job. If I had to said it, you wouldn't even know Raj is not back there, would you? Except you don't hear the smart mouthiness, do you? Raj, that was for you. I know you're watching. Amen.
<laughs> Here we go. By the way, 16 years next week. Celebrate 16 years. The same staff I've had has been with me all 16 years. Can, you, can we thank the Lord for that? Can you imagine how much abuse they've gone through? Amen. How many know you couldn't work for me one week? Let me see some hands. Oh, you better hush your mouth. Come on. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. So now let's walk with Gideon. I'm going to be in the scriptures now. We're going to finish up our talk with Gideon. Amen. Here we go. The key to success, number one, if you'll say it out loud, number one, think what? Think humbly. Think humbly. Have a mind that is set, ready to be a person who thinks humbly. Hum, humility is not just an action. Humility is your thinking, which then produces your what? Actions. Think humbly. Now here's the story. Gideon has just been the leader of an amazing victory. Defeated the Midianites, and they're on the run. Matter of fact, there's probably about 100,000 of them, and about 120,000 of them are dead. That's crazy. And they're on the run. And there's still some work to do. But I mean, these people are running now. And we pick it up in verse 1. And the men of who? Ephraim. You might say, what's this about? This is why it didn't get preached much. It seems like an after thing. Oh, whatever, we're past the big part. And the men of Ephraim. Who was Ephraim? Ephraim was the largest, strongest tribe of Israel. They were the, the largest, probably the mightiest men of Israel. When Gideon called for help in the beginning, he named some tribes, remember, to get to the 32,000 number. Remember that number? Ephraim wasn't one of them. Who knows why he didn't call Ephraim? He probably didn't think he could. He probably didn't think he was good enough. He probably just, you know, I'll call on the other sort of weaker ones like me. Amen. So because he didn't call on Ephraim to help, they were ticked off. The battle's won, pert near. And just because the battle's over, this whole thing could have got screwed up if he didn't respond correctly. So the men of Ephraim said unto Gideon, Why have you served us this way? That you didn't call on us. These are the mighty men of Ephraim talking to Gideon. When you went to fight the Midianites, why didn't you call on us, man? That's what we do. We've been waiting for this moment. Why didn't you call on us? Say that last part with me. And they did chide with him how? Do you feel it? Do you feel it? There's some tension and some mess. Think humbly, Gideon. You've got a problem brewing right there with folks. A large amount of people that are very strong. They're in your camp. Hmm. Well, Ephraim was the most prominent of the 12 tribes. The leaders were what? They were what? 
offended that they weren't called upon to fight at the very beginning. And this is just me reading and thinking. Hmm. Boy, you better think humbly, Gideon. You better think humbly. Because you're, you're a leader now, Gideon. What are you going to do with all these people that are upset with you? Number two, say that out loud with me. The key to success, say it with me. Praise others and not... Can we say it louder? Praise others and not yourself. That's why I said this message is good for businesses. It's good for families. It's great for marriages. Try this in marriage. I'm great. You're not. I'm good looking. You ain't. Oh, that ain't going to go too far. Amen. Say, this stuff called humility works. Amen. Yes or no? Good stuff. The best, most successful CEOs in this country... The most successful, the best ones, their employees will charge hell with a water pistol for them. Because so many of them, they let the employees know that they're appreciated. That there would be no me without you. Amen. This church would be nothing with just a loudmouth southern preacher. You're the body of Christ. Man, what gets me excited on Sunday morning is you. Did you know that? Not me. Ooh, I'm excited for me today. I got me all week. I get excited to look at you. I get excited to love on you. I get excited, Ronnie, to pray with you. Sweet sister, I get excited for you to come here. She's old Inglewood. How many years you lived in Inglewood? Tell it. Since 57. That is 61 years, lady. You are that old. She's old Inglewood. Do you know how much that means to me? People I see in town, and I'll come on a Sunday morning, and here you are. Are you kidding me? Beautiful. Amen. That's why there's no pecking order here. Oh, I'm better than you. I'm not better than you. Many of you are better than me. Yes, you are. Especially you. This sweet lady here, she loves the Lord, writes poetry. You know I can't write any of that. I'm telling you what. Sweet woman of God you are. Amen. Come on. So what did Gideon do? This whole thing could blow apart. And Gideon said unto the tribe leaders of Ephraim, what have I done now in comparison to you? Is not the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the old vintage of Abiezer? I'm a nobody. I'm the least of the least tribe. That's, that's pretty much what he was saying. God has delivered into your hands, you leaders of Ephraim, the princes of Midian. Say their names again. Oreb and who? Zeb. And what was I able to do in comparison to you? Read this last line. Humility in action. Watch it. Then their anger was abated toward him when he had what? Well, what was that all about? You remember last week? They broke the pitchers. The people turned on themselves. 
And he called at that point then on Ephraim. And he said, go get Zeb and Oreb, the two princes, because they fled. And the strong, mighty people of Ephraim had no problem getting Oreb and Zeb and cutting the heads off and bringing it back to Gideon. Remember? But because he thought humbly, he was able to praise others. And that's exactly what he did. He said, me, compared to what you did, all I did was, and break some pictures. Do you see the humility of Gideon, yes or no? Remember that in life. Beautiful. Number three, key to success. Number three, say it with me. Live. Come on, one more time. Guys, I'm not saying as believers that you can't get and you can't do and you can't work for stuff and can't have a nice house. But you know, at the end of the day, I sure hope you'll remember to think humbly and praise others and not yourself. And I hope it's just, you'll realize this house one day, it's all going to burn up. This house one day is going to be gone. You're going to be deader than a hammer one day. You hear me? Man, live humbly, live humbly, live humbly, live humbly. Don't ever get to the place where you think you're better than somebody because of what you got. Man, I got all kinds of words I could say right now that came to my mind that aren't appropriate for right here. I'm going to tell you that right now. Regular folk can't stand that. Did you hear me? Yes or no? Regular folk just can't stand that when we flaunt or when we think we better or we have this and that's no way to live. Say that with me. That's no way to what? Live. Anything we have, thank God for it. Hallelujah. Amen. But also use your things to bless other people. Amen. Say. But not to cop some crazy bad attitude. That is bad news. And we learn from Gideon. Could Gideon have become full of himself? Are you kidding me? I'm getting. Not many people have his story. Well, we defeated whatever in this valley. He goes, yeah, but I did it with 300 men. And I didn't even have to fire a shot. You talk about a man that could be full of pride. Gideon could have. Let's keep moving. So Gideon is 300 men. Came to Jordan. They passed over it. And they were what? That F word, what is it? They were what? They were faint. They were wore out. They were tired. They were hungry. They were starving to death. Yet they were still pursuing these Midianites. And he said unto the men of Succoth, there was a town called Succoth. He said, give I pray you, this is Gideon, give us some what? Say it with me, some what? Loaves of bread. Unto the people that are with me, to my 300, that we can, that we can eat. Cause they're faint, they can hardly stand. We're pursuing after Zeba and Zamana, the kings of Midian. We're after their tail. You know what I saw there? Live humbly. Gideon his men were famished. God, and Gideon, he simply requests what? Now listen, Gideon could have asked for a whole lot more. I've saved you, he could say. This is the people of Israel. 
I could, I've saved you from these people. You give me the fatted calf. You bring our men lamb. You bring us the best wine. You bring us everything you got. Gideon didn't say that at all, did he? Reminds me of Bonefish Grill the other night. I went with Chuck to Bonefish Grill and Coach Huber before the ball game. And they bring out that bread at the Bonefish Grill. Now, if you ain't been there, I'm just telling you, this stuff is hot. It's got that thick crust on the outside but soft on the inside. It just breaks right apart. And then they bring you that stuff that we never had in the country. We never had no stuff in no dish like that. It was herbs and stuff. Now, I've eaten there a hundred times probably, but I still get excited about it every time. Olive oil, the herbs. You take the hot bread. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I could have lived on that bread. Of course, I didn't have a nice steak and other stuff with it. but, But my point is, he was humble. What happened? What happened? Keep pushing. He didn't ask for military intelligence. He didn't ask for them to get involved with his troops. He just asked for some bread. And look what happened. Look what happened. And the princes of Succoth, or the leaders of the elders, we're going to find out there were like 77 of them. And they ask him, oh, do you have Zeba in handcuffs? Do you have Zalmunna now in, your, in the handcuffs? That we should give bread to your army? The answer is no. We're not going to give you any bread. You don't have them in your custody. Are you kidding me? Here he's trying to be humble. He's living humbly. He's not asking for a whole lot, is he? Keep looking, keep looking, keep looking. And Gideon said, therefore, when the Lord has delivered them to me, then I'm going to tear your flesh with thorns. The little humble man. I ain't going to kill you, but you're going to wish you were dead. And I'm going to beat your butt with some briar switches. And I'm convinced that's where mamas and grandmas got that from in the Bible. How many ever been beat with a little old switch, a briar switch? You ever been beat with some kind of switch like that? I ain't saying it's right, but did it work? Gideon was long before Arnold Schwarzenegger. He said, I'll be back. Gideon was a humble man. So what did he do? He went to the next town, Penuel. He spoke unto them. And the men of Penuel said the same thing that the folks at Succoth said. No. You don't have them in your custody, and we ain't giving you no bread. Well, those are just pigs. Excuse me. You hear what I'm saying? These are his own people. But you know what? They're a little bit closer to the enemy. And why did they not do it? I've read up on this. They probably didn't do it because they were scared that if they aided him in any way, they'd be the first ones that would have been coming hunted down like a dog. Well, he didn't ask a lot out of them, did he? He did everything humble, tried to best he could. You just give us some bread and we're out of here. But their answer was no. Well, what did he say to the men of Penuel? He said, when I come back again in in peace, in peace, because I will, because I'm going to have these suckers, I'm going to tear down this tower. When you read about the 
place of Penul, they had a, a tower, maybe a watchtower that they could watch on the southern edge or something, the enemy. And he said, I'm going to tell you this tower that you put your confidence in. When I come back, I'm going to rip that thing down to shreds. Little Gideon. But he's still humble. Yes or no? Amen. So no, we ain't going to give you no bread. So what happened? Here we go. Success. The keys to success. We're learning today. Number four, say that really loud. Believe God. Now, see, that's what we've been seeing. That's what we've been seeing. Gideon said, I will be back. I will have these guys. Believe God can in your life. Instead of having to connive, instead of having to get there some other way than the right way, put your trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will do what? He'll direct your path. Believe God can. Amen. That's part of a humble life. Believe God. Believe God. Amen. Now Zeba and Zalmanah were in Karkar. And their host with them about 15,000 men. All that were left of the host of the children of the east. For there fell 120,000 men that drew the sword on one another. So at least 135,000 and upward of men. And Gideon went up by the way of them that dwelt in tents of the east of Noba and Jogbaha, or whatever, and smote the host, for the host was what? They were secure. Keep watching, keep watching. Now when Zeba and Zalmanah fled, he pursued after them. And he took the two kings of Midian, Zeba and Zalmanah, and he discomfited all the host. That means he was not very nice to them. Okay? He called, called, caused them some great discomfort. And Gideon, the son of Joash, returned from battle before the sun was up. Wow! And he called a young man of the men of what? Succoth. <laughs> so he's got the two dudes now. Y'all with me so far? Y'all okay or not? He's got the two dudes, the kings. He comes back the way he went. He catches a young guy somewhere maybe outside of town, a young man of Succoth, and he inquired of him. And he described his conversation that he had had with some people earlier. Of the princes of Succoth. Of the elders. And the man said, yes, yes. Yes, the 77. They're known as the 77 of Succoth. Succoth 77. Gideon says, thank you very much. And he came unto the men of Succoth, or the Succoth 77. And I can sure he said this. Told you I was coming back. Little Gideon, can you see him say? Behold, Zeba and Zabuna. How you like the shackles I got on them? You listening or not? With whom you did upbraid me, saying, Are the hands of Zeba and Zabuna now in your hand, that we should give bread unto your men that are weary? And Gideon took the seventy-seven of the city, and with thorns of the wilderness and briars with them, he taught them a lesson. Next time folks are fighting for you and they come to your town and you don't feed them, remember this butt whooping you just got. 
I like this guy. How about you? And he beat down, by the way, he said, boys, we ain't done. <laughs> he said, and he beat down the Tower of Penuel. <laughs> Don't think humility ain't strong. Did you hear me? Yes or no? Meekness ain't weakness. Say that with me. Meekness ain't weakness. Humility don't mean that I can't whoop your rear end. Humility just means I choose not to. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is a humble man. Believe God can. Then said he unto Zeba, these two kings, evil kings, destroyed their city, took their women, their kids. You don't know how evil these people are. What manner of men were they whom you slew at Tabor? He's asking them, the men that you've killed. And they answered, as you are, so were they. Each one resembled the children of a king. I don't know what that means, but I don't. it didn't sound too good. And he said... Gideon said, say it with me. They were my what? They were my brethren. Even the sons of my mother. As the Lord lives, if you had have saved them, I wouldn't slay you. If you had saved them alive, you'd be alive. But because you killed them, you're getting killed. And he said unto his son, Jether, He told his boy, Gideon, here's a young boy, young fella. He said, you kill him. You slay him. But the youth drew not his sword because he was what? This is Gideon's, this is Gideon's heritage. He didn't come from this. He was the least of the least, and his son was the least of him. <laughs> you understand? Jether could I can't do this. I don't want to, I'm scared to do this. Then Zeba and Zalmunna said, you rise up and fall on us. So they're bad-mouthing Gideon. That is a mistake right there. For as the man is, so is his strength. Wow. So Gideon arose and slew both of them and took away the ornaments that were on their camel's necks. He kills him and grabs the stuff off the camel as he's leaving. Y'all with me so far? Now we're almost done. Gideon shows it never was about me. Remember that. This is a humble man. It never was about me. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule over us. Be our king. Be our king. Both you and your son and your son's son. Reign over us. Gideon. Here's Gideon. Remember Gideon where we found him? Now they're saying, Be our king, man. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you. Humble man. Neither shall my son rule over you. Here's who should rule over you. Say it with me. The who should rule over you. Do you see his humility? Yes or no? Here's number five in this key to success. Say that one pretty loud. Don't get too cute. This is a warning to us at Fellowship Church. Let's not get too cute. We're celebrating 16 years next, next week, debt-free. God's blessed us. Let's don't get too cute. There's still plenty of empty seats in here. We can sure work a lot harder than we're working. You hear me, yes or no? we got a lot more that we can do. 
If you hear of another church that's struggling and they have debt, let's don't get too cute and, and, and get in their face and let's act like we're better than them. Let's don't get too cute. Amen or oh me. Amen. Praise the Lord. About your business, don't get too cute if you're sitting on top right now. A warning to Charlotte County commissioners, I hope you're listening. Don't pat yourself too much on the back because you got a lot of income coming in. Probably you had nothing to do with it. Don't get too cute with the extra income. Remember, it's the people that you serve. You hear me, yes or no? Don't get crazy and start to try to build another Murdoch village like you did, you know, years ago. Don't get too what? Don't get too cute. If your business is doing well, builders right now doing well, don't get too cute. Don't think it, you know, there's a lot of factors that are playing back into this economy right now. Yes, yes or no? Amen. Be humble on your face before God and say, thank you. Remember those days in Inglewood when people's houses were being taken. Remember those days. Don't get too cute. Amen. Yes or no? Now, that won't my message, but I felt it. Don't get too cute, Gary Clark. You're back again. Married. Got two little girls again. Don't get too cute, Clark. Don't think you're all that. Remember, Kim needs loving. Humble yourself. Those girls need a daddy. Don't get too cute, Gary. Did you hear me? Yes or no? This is a good message for us today. What do I mean by don't get too cute? Here was Gideon's one request. Look what he did. Gideon said of them, I desire a request of you. I don't want to be your king, but if you'll every man give the earrings of his prey. Just his earrings. They were probably covered with gold. I don't want all that. Just give me their earrings. Well, they had golden earrings because they were Ishmaelites. And they answered, we'll willingly give you the earrings. And they spread a big garment. It could have been a garment, a spread. It could have been something like a big uh, a robe, a shawl or something. And they cast every man those earrings that they had taken from the enemy's ears. And the weight of the golden earrings that he requested was a 1,700 shekels of gold. Besides ornaments and collars of purple raiment that were on the kings of Midian. He got that too, Gideon did. And besides those chains that were on their camels' necks, these are some fancy, you know, draped camels the kings was riding. And Gideon made a what? An ephod. What is that? That is some kind of long robe that, like, the high priest would wear. Most likely didn't have arms on it. Like some long vest-looking thing. Got it? Yes or no? So Gideon made an ephod, and he, he didn't wear it. He made an ephod. And he put all this gold and mess on this ephod. Can you imagine how much that thing weighed? Can you imagine how shiny it was? Say, but Gideon didn't wear it. He was a humble man. Gideon didn't wear that. Look at me. That thing would have dwarfed Gideon, I bet. He'd have drugged a train behind him. You know what I'm saying? And Gideon made an ephod there. He put it in his city, even in Orpha. And all Israel went thither to see this Ephod, and the Bible used the word, it's a tough word, that they went what after it? A whoring after it. What does that mean? They started worshiping this golden thing instead of the God who delivered them. That was my point. Don't get too cute, Gideon! You're a humble man! 
Don't get too cute. Did you get my message, yes or no? Don't get too cute when you have things. Isn't that our tendency? We get stuff, things are going good, then we go buy something else, and we go buy something else. And before we know the economy ain't no good, and all of a sudden you lose everything because you got too cute, didn't you? Yes or no? Did I lose you? I think we got it. Look at this. Which thing became a what? A what? To Gideon and to his whole what? We're done with the message. Last couple of verses. Die humbly. Keys to success. I've seen a lot of wealthy people die. They look just like everybody else when they die. Dead. Why don't you choose to live humbly and die humbly? Lynn works with a lot of people in their last stages of life where their organs shut down, where they can't do anything for themselves at all. It's a horrible thing. You'd be wise to remember right now, it's the Lord that gives me my breath, that gives me my strength, that that lets me go to the bathroom for my bowels to work. I know you don't want to hear talk like that. I don't care. It's good for us. Live humbly. Die humbly. If you don't live humbly, there's a good chance you ain't going to be ready to die humbly. Got it? Thus was Midian subdued before the children of Israel, so they lifted up their heads no more. And the country was in quietness forty years in the days of Gideon. And Jerobel, that was his other name, his daddy gave him, the son of Joash, went and dwelt in his own house. And Gideon had three score and ten sons. He was busy having babies. Of his body begotten, for he had many wives. His concubine that was in Shechem, she also bare him a son whose name was called Abimelech. And that's a whole other story. Amen. Here's the point. And Gideon, the son of Joash, died in a what? A good old age. He was buried in the sepulcher of Joash's father in Orpha of the Abba's rights. And guess what happened right after Gideon died? Take a wild guess. The vicious cycle returned to where they turned against God, whoring after idols according to God's word, and then the downward spiral, and they went into captivity all over again. Amen? So we're done with Gideon. I think we did pretty good, but let's learn from his life real quick. Let's learn from his life. If you'll say them real loud for your life. Say it out loud, please. Think humbly. Praise others and not yourself. Believe, live humbly. Believe God can. Don't get to. And then finally, die humbly. Let's thank the Lord for His Word and for Gideon. Praise the Lord. Amen. I learned.